Welcome to the Kevin and Philip Project, a podcast with two guys who love to eat, travel, talk sports, and have no idea how to raise teenage girls. Coming to you live from Salina, Kansas. Here are your hosts, Kevin and Philip. Here we are, Philip. Is this, yeah, season three, episode season three, two. Episode so two. This one's a few days late. Phil decided he needed to have a long weekend at the lake, so we didn't get to this one last week, and uh, we're going give it, to give it a go here since college football is uh, starting. Well, I guess officially it started. By the way, did you see the Nebraska game? Yep. yep. Did you see any of that? It's that was, kind of a rerun of what Nebraska's been for the last couple of years. Or the last 10 years or whatever, however long you want to go back. But it's, I, I'm frustrated for Nebraska. I want Nebraska to be good. And they just don't get it. So I saw a stat on Twitter. Scott Frost needs 14 straight wins to match Bill Callahan's winning percentage at Nebraska. Yep. And let's go ahead and fire him. That's that's not good. I, I was pretty funny. You know, Illinois had a – I think that quarterback was from Rutgers, if I remember right. They had a failed Rutgers quarterback. The backup. Um, that w- yeah, he was their backup. Uh, and still, till the end of the game, torched that defense. So um, You heard a third voice there. We've got on to discuss the league this week and, uh, and a little bit of the realignment stuff to get another perspective in here. We've got Joel Phelps with us this week. So, uh, welcome, Joel. So, you bet. <coughs> Excuse me. Joel's been here before. Um, his daughter not was on the podcast. Time, yeah. yeah, his daughter was on the podcast with us. Uh, man, what, how long was that last? last well, she's a sophomore, sophomore so a little over a year so ago. Yeah, summer, two summers ago. So senior year, talking about COVID. Yep. Yeah, and here we are. Two weeks to flatten the curve, and here we are still talking about it. But yep. that'll be let's our next. Let's not podcast. talk about it. Yep. Tonight, <laughs> let's talk about the. So. We're going to get right into the Big Twelve. Yeah, uh, this is our football preview that we preview. do every year. So we're going to have some fun. Like Phil said, we're going to talk K State. Know you like normal. We got a, uh, an o- Oklahoma State guy over here, so he's going to talk a little about some some Cowboy football this year and uh, how they always disappoint me every year. I think they're going to be good, and every year they don't live up to what I think they're going to be. So maybe this will be the year, as long as Iowa State's not up there. Can we all agree on that? Right. Yes. <laughs> We'll go through our ratings in a little bit, and it's tough to put them as high up as we've put him. I I guess you guys have put him up high. We'll see in a minute. Well, I hate this time of year, speaking of that, because uh, you want football to start. You're so ready for it. I hear all the stuff coming out of fall camp. I swear at this point, the Monday before the first game every year, I think K-State's going to the national championship yep. based on what I You sound I hear. like every other K-State fan I've ever met. <laughs> it's just crazy. Disappointed. The five stages of anger. It's just crazy <laughs> that everything's good. Everything's good. Nothing ever comes out of fall camp bad before the first right. game. So, it's uh, yeah, it's it's hard. It, I'm ready for football to go. So, hey, let's talk, uh, let's talk a little uh, K-State, K- or K-State OU, Oklahoma State. You want to go first, Phil? Talk about – just some overviews on your thoughts on the OU season this year? You know, I think um, even though the transfer portal got us on some wide receivers, took both of our backup quarterbacks. Um, so, you, as long as you think Spencer Rattler's healthy, our, our wide receiver core should be one of the deepest in the country. New running back uh, transferred in, and then the guy that sent out last year, um, 
set out because of COVID. Uh, Stevens, no, no, Kendy Brooks set out for the all of last season, which I don't know if that's good or bad. He probably stayed in great shape. Probably will be a great player, but he's he'll either be our one or our two. Our one should be the transfer from Tennessee that we got in the transfer portal, and then an offensive line. We lost the heart of our offensive line when Creed Humphreys went to the Kansas City Chiefs. And you know now that the Kansas City Chiefs two starting linemen are. I knew that guys, was coming. Yeah, and big Creed Humphrey. Yeah, um, Tanner's made a point to mention that to me a couple yeah, of times. He's already starting. Yeah, he'll be the starting center. Yeah. Is what they're saying. Shawnee, but, Oklahoma. But he, well, you know, you lose him. But for some way, he the uh, though offensive line coach has always done a great job getting more offensive linemen in there. So, but we we also got in the transfer portal a kid from Tennessee that was a uh, all SEC offensive lineman. So. I think the offense is just the same old thing. Even now here you got Rattler in his third year. He ought to be clicking. I think the offense will put up points. Just God, like it does not seem like he's been there three years. years. Yeah, so I, I just I don't see any fall in our offense. But then I go through and I read about what's the strength of K-State? Defensive backs. What's the strength of Oklahoma <laughs> not State? Not this year. <laughs> well, you go through and you read everybody in the league and you'll go – how can the strengths all be defensive backs and we're putting up 40 to 50 points in the league outside of Kansas? Um, you know, everybody scores a lot of points. I think last year Oklahoma State was didn't score the points that no, we, were we should we expected. About five points down. Yep. And your Chubb did not have the year that he had in 19. He was injured. Yep, yeah. injured. Was never in. Never, never uh, didn't live up to what it could have been. And there's a lot of reasons behind last year. And it's hard to even talk about last year's season because so many things changed yep. from week to week. Um, so, but I still look at Oklahoma and I'll think the offense is no different. Now you've got a guy who's been in, you know, been in the system with Lincoln Riley for three years. You got a, um, a great team of, of wide receivers. Uh, Hazelwood is awesome. The wide receiver, I mean, the uh, tight end. Um, Stogner, he's not the best tight end in the leagues. I think that's the Iowa State guy. But anyway, he's he's tough. From Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah, because uh, from Norman. Yep. Let oh. him get right out of Norman. Charlie Kohler. So then then um, then you go to the defense. That's been our downfall right. for five to six years. Well, we keep saying it's getting better. It's getting better. It's getting better. I, until I see that it got better, I'm not going to believe it. Just like I'm still going to go right out and say I'll probably pick, pick, pick them to win the Big 12 again. But – I don't know that our defense is any better to beat some of the teams that we're going to, you know, you, you'll you'll come up with a loss because your defense will give up a game. You'll lose yep. 48 to 49 sometime. So, so who's going to be that – OU always loses one game somebody. every year to somebody that they are like a double-digit favorite against. Who's it well, going to be this year? I don't see double-digit, but I could see yeah, – you know, K-State's been double-digits both – No, I don't see this year a double-digit team beating oh. us. Um, but I Happens every year. I can see – if I was going through my whole schedule and looking at it, Two people would probably make me think and it could be pretty tough. It'd be Iowa State and Texas. Um, they would be my two biggest scares. But OU is going to be double-digit favorites in every Most game, every other except game. for maybe those two. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and we'll see where Iowa State goes. You, you know, the scary thing about Oklahoma's schedule when you look at it, most years we have the week off before the the OU Texas game. We play nine straight before we get a week off. You know who the game is before Texas? K State at Manhattan. At Manhattan, first road Texas. game of the season. So wow. we're we're nine games in. We don't get an off day till November the third, I think. Yeah. And so you got a tough run. Then after November third, then we have Oklahoma State. Um, 
I can't Oklahoma the last State game's last game of the season. Yeah, so back so the, to bedlam at the end. But you rest and you go yeah. one, two, three. Yeah. I think well, a couple of easy games in there, and then you finish with Oklahoma State. No, last, yeah, last three games about. are Baylor, Iowa State, and Oklahoma State. Yeah. Now what's OU's? So Iowa State, Oklahoma State, back to back for the last two games of the year. That right there could yeah. come down to the decision of who wins the Big Twelve. No, what's what's the Sooners' non-conference again? It's going to be uh, oh, game okay. one's Tulane, then Nebraska. No, West WCU. Oh yeah, West Carolina, Western Carolina, and Western Nebraska. Carolina. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You know what's funny? Hey, you know what's funny about that Nebraska game? I was just thinking about this the other day, after especially after watching Nebraska. That ultimately, I know that's not the only reason, but ultimately, that was the reason that Oklahoma. You know, if everybody was correct and Oklahoma got pissed off about having the eleven o'clock games and Fox yep. always scheduled for that OU Nebraska game was the straw that broke the camel's back yep. from OU's fan standpoint. When they when they were talking about that game being prime time, moved it to an eleven o'clock game. Even if it was a three thirty game, it would have been better for both sets against of fans that Nebraska that team that yeah. you're going to beat by fifty right. points. That was, but the, still an eleven o'clock. <laughs> we we played sixteen of our last thirty nine games in the last three years at eleven o'clock in the morning. Nobody else has that kind of schedule, and everybody would be pissed if they had to play an eleven o'clock games every week. Um, especially the way that OU set up for the fans, and you're not in a parking lot like you are at K State. Oklahoma State would feel the same way, wouldn't you, Joel? If you had to play eleven o'clock games, it's it takes away from the fan experience. Yep. Yep. It's, and I it's just not it's not fun at all. I enjoyed the eleven o'clock games. I'm the, I'm an outsider on this. I if I, I mean I like I, it doesn't matter for me, but I I do enjoy the the eleven o'clock games. But it's also a little closer for me to get there. So I mean I I love to get there at seven o'clock in the morning and crank some bloody marys and some mimosas and some scrambled eggs on the griddle and Boy, the traffic getting into manhattan's bad on those 11 it is because everybody's trying to get there at the same time but just hang out in the parking lot i, after I the just game. i don't like early games at all maybe once a year whenever it's hot as hell get one out of the way but uh, later good. in the those year are good for when your team's on the road right. you watch from home yeah, yeah. that's right <laughs> yeah but you know back to the the only thing that worries me about one of the things that worries me about oklahoma is you're going Nine games in without a break, and your only backup quarterback now is a freshman, true freshman. Um, the other two guys, Tanner Morkis, that was probably right. would have been our backup, and went to SMU, and that Chandler Morris, who I thought was as exciting as Baker Mayfield, he and that was like that was Chad Morris's son that used to yes, coach. Yes, he Arkansas, went yeah. to TCU. Okay, which I think we tried to block the transfer and everything else. Which, in my mind, I don't blame us for doing that. I don't. I don't like this interconference. I, I agree. I think I don't mind the transfer so um, much. I mean, there's especially right now with COVID. I mean, there's so. You know, there for a while you couldn't go on site to do campus visits. You know, there's going to be bad fits from from kids. They make the decision, they get there, it doesn't work out. I don't have a problem with them being able to transfer at this point. I know it's hard to recruit around that, and I don't have to deal with that. But I think that if you're going to transfer, I think it sh it should be out of the conference. I don't think you yep. should be able to transfer within the conference. You know, back in our wide receiver core, we already thought we had a really good wide receiver core, and we got a thousand yarder transferred out of Arkansas for us. So. The Woods kids. So, they're, they're wide the receiving rich get core, richer. Yeah, so their wide receiving core should be unbelievable, I, I would think. And then you know how they run things out of the backfield. I mean, they always are throwing to guys from the backfield too. So, I, I think as long as, as long as Rattler's healthy and does what he's primed up to do, they ought to score points. So, I'll, I'll – that's probably my end all of it. I, well, I like I, them to score a lot of points. I, I mean, it's the same OU story. I mean, I think if yep. the defense shows up this year, they're going to be a tough team to beat, probably a pretty pretty easy team to, to be in the playoffs. So if that defense shows up, we'll see. 
So you go into K State now. K State ended last year what six and four? Oh, uh, it was not good. No, it was it was a losing record. It we, was. Yeah, we lost the last five games. Okay. I mean, at the end of the day, K State. It, it sucks that this that this is the way it happened. But when when uh, Skylar Thompson got hurt and went down that right. first game against Texas Tech, that was done. I mean, it. And he's back healthier than ever. Right? Sixth year senior. He seems yep. like he's been there for a decade. So. Um, yeah, I think, you know, it, I, I'm torn. I, I want to buy into the hype right now. I'm not there yet, but, um, even with Thompson out last year and us running the ball as much as we did, K-State was still third in, in offense efficiency last year behind OU and Iowa State. So it wasn't necessarily that it was bad. We just had a lot of bad breaks and like the Baylor game. We should have won that one, had a bad break towards the end of that. So I, it, it it's it's easy to be down about last year because we lost those last five games. But you know when we had beat OU, we were getting we were ranked. I mean we were getting right. votes in the poll, and and uh, it was it just one little thing like that changed everything. So same thing this year. I mean we got the same guys back behind them. They say Howard's progressed quite a bit, but at the end of the day, our season's going to depend on Skylar Thompson. Just like I have a feeling we're going to be talking about Spencer's here sanders here pretty soon we talk about oklahoma state i I do think that that our season starts and ends with him um offensively i i don't have a lot of worries outside of wide receiver our entire offensive line is back everybody's been a starter uh deuce is back they've got and i've heard they're going to use him and he's going to be a running back but they're going to use him a lot more in the passing game as well what Um, size guy is he Oh, he's tiny. I don't know he's how big guy. he is. Yeah, yeah, I thought I thought a red so, one. He's like a five. Six, he's sm- yeah. I think he's smaller than Darren Sproles was. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. he did, they were talking about you're not going to use him as a workhorse, but he can do a lot of things. Correct. Yeah, he's yeah. pretty good catching the ball. So so yeah, they're going to. I think we've got a couple running backs. One of them set out last year due to COVID. Um, so they've got some other running backs that can carry the load as well. I think so. They're going to use him in a lot of different ways. Um, like I said, offensive line, we're good. Um, wide receiver, I think we've got some talent there, but they've all been injured off and on. We haven't last year, the entire season, they didn't have their entire wide receiver core in a game. I mean, they were, there's always somebody Malik Knowles has been missing in action quite a bit. So, and then we've got a couple of tight ends that are legit. So I offense, same thing we were just talking about offense. I think we're going to score points. I have no concerns about the offense if they can stay healthy for the most part. Defense is where our problem is as well. So we lost two defensive linemen, White Hubert being one of those. Um, I think the defensive line is going to be okay, but we've got one returning cornerback, one returning safety, and our linebackers are a disaster right now. So it your best uh, your best defensive player is probably uh, McPherson. Yeah, but he's you got to love the name Boom Massey for a defensive <laughs> lineman. I love that. Yeah. He's got to be on like the all nickname team or something. But yeah, I mean McPherson back there in the backfield is probably pretty good. I mean, he's probably our best player. That's right. I think so. your backs and your your backfield's not gonna be bad because you got him as a good safety and the cornerback uh Brents, Julius Brent is supposed to be really good. Yeah. So uh, yeah, the the depth chart came out today and Brents I, it was questionable, but he's starting, yep. you know, and as a cornerback in this 
I, I butcher this name everything. Eco Boyedo or Boydo or however you say his if he's name. Good enough, so you'll learn it. He's the he's the number one quarterback. <laughs> so he's they they say he's come along pretty good. So I learned um, how to pronounce Agbayana. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> What's interesting to me uh, is I, when they released the depth chart today it was on special teams, which historically K State's pretty been pretty good on the special teams. But so Ty Zintner is coming back. And I know him. He's he's done some place kicking. He's punted. On the depth chart, as a place kicker, it says Ty Zittner or Tate and Winkle. So that's one of those. It's a coin flip at this point. They won't say who. But he's basically in the running for our starting place kicker. He is also our star- kicking off for us. He is also probably punting for us. Yeah. And he is the backup holder. So apparently, this guy has made a living of just special teams. He he does it all, but uh, he's the kind of guy the coach likes. But also, if if he got hurt for some reason, we might be hurting. (laughs) If he's kicking off, place kicking, punting, and our backup holder, that might be now. Last year, your backup quarterback. um, Yep, I thought at times he looked really athletic, ran well, good. Can't remember what his name is. Young, yeah, true freshman. Yep. That that's the challenge. Is is uh, Will Howard is a good quarterback. He's a good running quarterback. He couldn't throw the ball to save his life last year. First game he came in, if I recall, he surprised some people, but then they got to watch film on him, and that changed. Yep. They went to a very run-heavy offense. Everybody's putting eight, nine guys in the box, saying, you're going to have to throw the ball to beat us. And with our receivers being hurt and him being back there, that didn't happen. So um, they said of everybody that stayed around for the summer and this fall, he has made the most improvement of any player on the team. But so you like him. You like him. I don't know. Well, hopefully I don't have to see you him too much. You asked me who, who's OU's going to lose to. Who are they going to surprise? Um, well, I can't – you can't – it was funny because I was when I was looking at the schedule, I was thinking about that with K-State being right before the week of Texas. But right. you want to say, well, maybe they'll overlook K-State before they go to the Red River. But right. can you really overlook K-State at this point if you're an OU team? You better not. You better Probably not. not. So, <laughs> no. no, I think uh, – we might even pull some trick plays in that game. I, try, I, to, try to get ahead. I would be willing to bet you that that game is going to be ugly before halftime. In you know, I was telling you before, I, I've, I read several different versions. I mean, we'll talk about realignment a little bit. But we've talked about the way that Oklahoma and Texas are going to be treated on, in away games. And I would tell you, of all the away games, I bet K-State will be one of the uglier. I would agree with games. that 100%. Yeah. And, and I think we go to Oklahoma State, too, right? Yeah, go to Oklahoma State and go to K-State. Those two could potentially be the uglier two games of maybe the fans even getting a little yep. bit wound up, yep. whatever. Uh, and, and, yeah, we'll talk about this when we get to the yeah, realignment. Yeah. But I think part of that is because of the fact that when you look at the, the realignment stuff and where teams may or may not ha- land, and, yep. I mean, it's all hearsay right now, but K-State's one of those teams that will probably be left out anywhere i think our best choice is you've got to have the big 12 stay together yeah. and bring in teams well if, let's get to that if people minute. start let's going to the OSU other one first. so they're going to be pissed they're absolutely <laughs> going to be pissed at ou pokes. so let's go pokes <laughs> so let's, let's we'll get to that realignment in a minute because we'll all get all fired yeah. up and forget all about we're well, trying to pick uh, one, teams one thing here. i was going to mention we were talking about the schedule and <laughs> oh, yeah. and, and yeah. k-state so their non-conference games are the big ones are stanford this saturday yep. and then nevada 
And it's funny because everybody's talking about the Stanford game, but I think the Nevada game is going to be more difficult than Stanford. When I was looking at Stanford this week, they were like 112th in offense last year. Like they're not a good team. Former Sooner coach so. coaches them. <laughs> so we'll is see. That Justin Fuentes or who coaches there? Oh, now? the former wide receiver coach. Um, Dad Gummin, if you wouldn't have said it, I'd remember it. No, Fuentes, Jay Norvell, Norvell. Jordan Norvell. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. Fuentes yep. is yep. out at yep. Virginia Tech. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So I, I was looking at the schedule thinking, what's maybe the most important game? And honestly, we start our conference season with Oklahoma State. I think that's a huge game for us because I think there's yep. a decent chance we'll be 3-0 and um, going into that game. And the two games after that are OU and Iowa State for us. So I think that's if you if we can go three and zero, we can beat Oklahoma State and be four and zero. I think we can be competitive against OU and Iowa State. I mean, I, I don't, yeah. there's no doubt that there are better teams in K State, um, but I want to be competitive at least against them, so that when we get to that back half of our schedule, when we've got the the Baylor, Texas Tech, KU's, and all those on that last half, that we can kind of roll through those. So I think that's a huge game. I think we lose that game. Then you go get your butt kicked by OU and Iowa State, and it could get ugly quick. So, yeah. all right, let's let's talk Oklahoma State. What do you got for us? I have other than they, they always disappoint me. I haven't looked at them too much well, this year. Last year was a disappointing year for us, and you mentioned Iowa State. I think Iowa State's primed to have a year like Oklahoma State had last year. A lot of people are high on. Them. I hope so, and I just don't think that I think they'll be their normal seven to. Maybe nine wins. I hope so. But that's the sidebar. Uh, Oklahoma State, uh, typical Gundy style, um, although he's cut the hair a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, looks, really? That's, looks that's, a lot better. That's, that's good or bad. Yeah. So we, still we has the see. mullet, just a little it's, bit it's shorter? A, it's a mini mullet is okay. how I would define yeah. it. Um, it's not fully cured from a mullet, but it's not <laughs> like a Arkansas flow mullet. He's so, getting older. Older yeah. and wiser. Yeah, he's he's getting there. And you know, if you look at Gundy over the years, he's he's been at Oklahoma State now 16, 17 seasons, and he has almost That's a crazy seventy percent winning record, which is is kind of crazy if you know our history. I was a glutton for punishment as a kid, being an Oklahoma State fan. So, but you know, the the Cowboy faithful now are to a point to where. You know, you, you want to get to the next level, and you just kind of you peek at it, yep. and, and you just stay in that, you know, eight to ten win seasons every year. We've won a Fiesta Bowl years ago, but I think this is one of those years that um, I'm optimistic that we can win nine or ten games, but um, I wouldn't be surprised if we're eight and four headed to a bowl game. I'd be super excited if we were – you know, ten and two, but realistically, I'm thinking nine and three, ish. Um, uh, if you look at what we have bringing to the field, we have a returning quarterback. This will be his third year to start, so it's time for Spencer Sanders to step up. When he played last year, he was a turnover machine. So. That's the problem. He has as much talent as anybody, but he panics and just throws the ball. It last yep. year carried the ball loose, yep. turnovers. We can cut down the turnovers with him. I, I think that it's it's a will be a good sign. We're going to have running back by committee. Chuba Hubbard, is, as Phil mentioned, is gone. But last year was one of our issues. He wasn't an impact. Um, we have a guy named L.D. Brown and then a transfer from Utah and then a kid that filled in, Jackson, last year that really finished the season strong. 
We have depth at offensive line, which is really a telltale for us that we normally don't have. Did you did you not get lucky on the transfer portal there too on an offensive line? We did. We got a big JUCO transfer too that I Some think's big, gonna Calvin eighteen. Josh um, Seals has been an OSU guy yeah, all along. Has a yeah, big offensive guard. Yeah. He should be an All American this year, probably. In the he'll draft he'll be in the mix. We mm. literally first time in several years. I think we're one and a half to two deep at every position. So yeah. at the offensive line. Receiver position, we lost Tylen Wallace. Tylen Wallace has been a stud for us. Um, now in the NFL with Baltimore, um, we got a little guy, Brendan Platt Presley, a Bixby kid, Bixby, Oklahoma kid that's flashy, um, playing the slot. We have a transfer kid from Washington, a guy named Tay Martin. And then a lot of young kids, so we'll see who steps Tay up. Tay Martin's a wide receiver, though. This, Correct. Yep. Good. Yeah. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. we A lot of young, unproven talent, so we'll see who steps up um, there. On the In our production, scoring went down a little bit. We've always been known to be able to put the points up, so we'll see if we can do that again. I'm more excited on the defensive side. Our defensive coordinator, a guy named Jim Knowles, um, he's, we've – We've, in a three-year time period, given a, uh, gone from giving up about an average of 34, 35 points a game to last year, giving up less than 24 points a game. So if we can continue on that trend, defense can win uh, if we can continue to do that. Good in the trenches there. Got a defensive lineman, Trace Ford, um, be a junior this year. He has NFL potential. Uh, D-backs are back, have a hard-hitting safety. Colby Pill um, could play on Sunday. And then we got to have some kids on the corners step up, um, see who can go man-to-man. Well, that in our league, that's probably the most important spot right now. Has been for eight years. Yep. We can recruit – quit recruiting the five. You're small, just like Oklahoma's been over the years, too small of corners. Yep. Uh, yeah. Your five eight corners can't cover these six seven guys at Iowa State. Yeah, and they get down the red zone. They just throw up for grabs. Yeah, and... that makes it tough. Yep, we're gonna have to bank on our depth um, unless someone steps up that's unproven. Um, we've always had injuries, and then Sanders limiting his turnovers. I hope we're nine and three. Be extremely excited at ten and two. Probably realistic eight and four. Yeah. So. There you go for the pokes. You know what? And I don't – this is not any knock on Gundy, but it's the truth. You look at Gundy's record. We 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 uh, we went to Lake all weekend, and we love driving over by Gundy's house and seeing Gundy's home. He just lives around the corner from us on the lake. And he um, – of course, he wasn't home this week because it's work time. His old boat says poking around on the back of it. <laughs> but, he, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but the guys on the boat with us all to a man said, who wouldn't want Mike Gundy as their coach? You know what he's had. You know what he's had a problem with. You say he's seventy percent. If he beat OU, if he even goes fifty percent at OU, he's too. He, could, he is a literally a lock as one of the greatest coaches at Oklahoma State. He probably already is best Oklahoma State coach. I may I be know, off you know. a little bit, Phil, but I think we're two and fourteen. Two and fourteen. Yeah, against that's right. OU. Yeah, we said at the end a uh, um, couple guys, Trevor. No, not Trevor Knight. Uh, Oh, there's a couple of quarterbacks that has more wins than than Gundy has well, in the series. Take your pick. Yeah, I bet there's, there's several. Who had somebody had Sam Bradford? Bradford surely. Had, Sam, yeah, yeah, he's got. Yeah, but I think Bradford's back far enough back that Gundy might not have been there. No, the whole, he was there um, he all was four there. years. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the, who followed Gundy? I mean, who who followed uh, Sam Bradford? The 
went and played all four years, has all of our records. Anyway, anyway, I think he went 4-0 oh, yeah. against him, whatever. Yeah. But anyway, you take that away and you'll go, I love Gundy. And guess what? I love his brother, too. I think his <laughs> brother is the potentially the best recruiter Oklahoma has. He's a running backs Oh, you're just fortunate that Kale has stayed. Yeah, yeah. And, and I don't know if Kale just is – He just likes OU. Content. Norman. Content there. His wife must be content there. Yeah. And there's a whole lot to that. Probably makes a good living at it, does whatever. They pay him well for that. Very – and to me, he's my favorite guy. And I've always thought – I wondered – I've always wondered. We say it every year around Christmas and Thanksgiving, what it's like at the Gundy house. I'm sure oh, so. yeah. Just a shit show. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Just, just real briefly, just schedule wise. um, It's an interesting schedule. Yeah, I was looking at it. It's tough. I think it's tough. At Boise is a trap. Yeah, sure is trap. We got Missouri State and Tulsa. Tulsa gave us a run last year. Yeah, Tulsa was going to get that one last year. That is a huge game for Tulsa. Yeah, Yeah. that's shows importance. We got the blue turf on the road. Yep. Which a lot of fun. That orange and blue mixed together like to be that. like Halloween night. That better have been a two for one. Why are <laughs> yeah. we going to Boise to play? And then we we got um, at we got K State. Yep, and right then, out of the gate. Yep, conference. And that's big. Luckily, we catch you guys in Stillwater. Yep. Um, then we got Baylor on the road. Then we have three road games. What was interesting to me? Well, you're is, at Texas and I at Iowa State, which yeah, is two toughies on the road. Yeah. What's What's interesting to me from a schedule standpoint is when you look at it, like so you've got you know you've got what will what should be an easy game with Baylor, and then you've got Texas Iowa State where you've got some tough ones. But then you go back, you've got KU West Virginia, which again probably should be easy. You got TCU, which. That's the one. That's the other team besides Oklahoma State that, when I as I look, I have no idea what we're going to get with TCU this year. But then you go back to Tech, which should be a. I mean, it's always tough to play in Tech, but it should be a win. Yeah. For so you got that like where we were talking like with K State, where you've got OU ISU back to back. I mean, everybody seems like they have they have those really tough games like back to back. Yep. I mean, least, I don't think Texas is. I mean, that's a tough game, and it's at Austin, but it's we not got a bye week before, right? So, so it, it kind of their schedule kind of goes back and forth, where you got a, a tough game, but then you got a weak game or two. Hopefully, maybe heal a little bit, and then before you got the next tough game, they don't have those back to back really tough games right. with those teams that are at the top of the conference. You think uh, anybody from KU listens to us? Yeah, a few. You want to talk about them any at all? Um. And you know a little bit about him, anything about yeah, him? Met New head coach. coach Lipo. I tell you what, I tell you what, <clears throat> his pedigree is solid. It's unbelievable. And he's Six the time he, national champion. He's the right guy to build a program. I yep. think I you think know what I, I, he's I, the better since with between Weiss and yep. and uh Les and all the guys. I mean, I think he's probably the best hire they've made For since sure. Mangino. For a left. long time. When I looked at him and I go, he's a six time division three national champion before he went to Buffalo. But he, he winners Figure out how to win. So it's got to get better. It can't get any worse. There's no possible way that it could get worse. I, I looked last year, they averaged 16 points a game and got blown out every game. The Texas Tech game was a three point game. Every other game was an absolute blowout, uh, losing yep. like 30 and 40 points a game. Um, you got the sense last year the team just quit on them. Yes, yeah. if it looked like it, even when you would watch them, you'd just say, my God, they don't even want to be out there. Yeah. Who would want to be? But uh, but I looked at their schedule. They have South Dakota first, potentially a winnable game for them. So that South played South Dakota. They've played uh, Coastal Carolina three times. They've got beat 
by they're the only other team that they didn't get killed by last year. I think they lost by fifteen to Coastal Carolina last year. They got an outside chance. But if Can I remember right, I think that game was well out of control, and I think KU scored a couple times late to make to that make look it, a little more respectful. Well, Maybe not. Third time but. in a row. Maybe third time's a charm, and then they go. At Baylor. I want to see the Duke game. Duke. Because they think so, they're so going to win that game. So. Two, two could be beautiful for them because then I don't think they win another game. I think they got. I think it's a two-win season, and they better get it a bit against uh, South Dakota. Duke and South Dakota. Did they have time to get any transfers from the transfer portal when they announced the new Yeah, I don't, I don't know the answer. To, I, I know there were some kids that followed him from I, Buffalo. Yep. I don't. I didn't really pay attention other than he's that. The I, I see their starting quarterback is a North Texas transfer, yes. named Jason Bean. Yep. It's supposed to be good, but he's not a very big guy. And it might be even. I, I read where when he was at Buffalo, Lapo uh, used. Yeah, he was going to go. Yeah, He'd go two to three quarterbacks, and so Bean might be the starter, but they might also play the. Remember last year they just threw that freshman kid to the wolves. Yeah, just, you know, I mean, yeah. that kid should have just transferred out himself. Yeah. I, I did see. I think it was yesterday. It was either yesterday or Saturday. I saw a KU fan on Twitter comparing them to Clemson and comparing their their coach to Dabo Sweeney. So they're expecting big things this year. <laughs> they are. <laughs> well, they they also in the transfer portal, which you can't blame these kids for leaving, but. One kid went to Florida State, and one kid went to Tulsa. That was their two of their top three wide receivers. Right. So they'll have hardly any wide receivers. I mean, you just you just don't know how the, this guy can turn it around. But you can also, at the same time, I know it's a lot harder to go from terrible to good than it is from good to terrible because Baylor can give you an example of that. Yeah. Five can, years ago, we can, thought Baylor was unbelievable. That can happen quick. And that, that happens a lot yep. quicker than building it back up. But he's just got to get probably the right kids in there. Well, yeah, who knows? Speaking right of Baylor, I thought it was interesting. Did you see the the penalties they got for their sexual assault deal? Uh-huh. Yeah, no. it was basically nothing. They lost no scholarships. They lost. They had no bowl band. Nothing. It Kinda was like the league best league. outcome they possibly could have had for that. Well, last year, you know, the NCAA got so mad at Kansas for all their violations that they eliminated Oklahoma State from being being the playoffs. And then you know what? <laughs> that ended up not happening. Yeah, we ended up. Yeah. So yeah. I think. Not to mention the C word, but I think that COVID had some way of the NCAA just clearing the deck and starting yep. over. Yep. I think so, too. I mean, if you listen to this podcast on a regular basis, you know I'm still waiting for the NCAA to drop the hammer on KU basketball. But after seeing this Baylor thing, I'm, I've kind of got myself to the point where I, I think I'm, I'm – I want to have comfort with it, but I'm expecting the NCAA to just – Give them a slap on the wrist and move on at this point. I think they've taken the approach of let's reshuffle and start over. Yep, and we yep. can get you to realignment. What? When you get to realignment, the NCAA may be a thing that's of the past anyway. Well, so they're if, probably reining in their own power right now just to keep everybody happy. And, and, Correct. But if I'm KU and this whole realignment thing's going on right now, I want to find out what's going to happen. I want this because it's a black cloud hanging over right now. Yep. And you know, people are, I mean, because you're taking KU for basketball. So you got you, 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 if you're taking you KU to that, that conference read, for basketball. I read today, you are you are taking them for their basketball. Well, I'm, I'm saying but that's all they bring to the goes, table. Their their revenue is still more revenue out of the football. Oh, program. absolutely is. Yeah. So I mean, you yeah. you still but that's but they're counting the, conference the money right. in with that too. Gotcha. So Do you know we're we're the next team. The only other team I'd want to talk about a little bit is Texas, and they they are doing something that's funny to me. Uh, I can't remember who Texas opens up against, 
Oh, yes, I do. Louisiana. Not Louisiana State, not University of Louisiana Monroe, Louisiana. Light blue uniforms. You wear light blue uniforms in football. You're probably not going to win very much. So that, that's the way Texas plays it. Terrible. But their second game, third game, fourth game, and fifth game of the year, all from the old Southwest Conference where they came from. And I thought, isn't that ironic? Arkansas, Rice. They go Tech, Arkansas, TCU, Rice, yep. Texas Tech, TCU. Interesting. Four straight old Southwest Conference foes. And I hope Arkansas kicks their ass. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to Arkansas. It'll I, be beautiful. I think, you know. Why wouldn't that be beautiful? So, if I remember, I think I saw today that they're starting the freshman quarterback, or uh, redshirt freshman quarterback. The Casey Thompson will be the Texas one. He's Okay, uh, so I did not yeah. see that. I thought I saw Oklahoma Thompson was kid. not starting. Yeah. I, I thought he would be starting, and then they have, look that, that up. they have a superstar running back that um, they're saying is a freshman. He oh that the Bajan Robinson. Yeah, he's they'll, if they'll just turn him loose, he's Adrian Peterson's second. That's what he's they, really yeah. good. You just, what you got to do is hit him both high and low and a lot, and someone else be yeah, standing by. Else, yeah, Steve Sarkeesian reportedly naming Hudson Card QB one is significant is for saying? Texas. So it sounds like Card is is uh, going to be a quarterback they roll out with at the beginning of the season. So. Well, there's there there the Thompson kid is scary, and this yeah. this guy. Well, you know that you know whoever they play is going to be good. Looks right. like a transfer right. portal yeah. with Casey Thompson in the so, starting. Yeah. So Phil, give us your prediction. All right, finish run down Big Twelve one through I have twelve. A, I have start, a feeling that the, let's go backwards. The bottom is going to be this. You want me to start at the backwards? Let's give 10, it number KU. ten. Okay, I number think 10. we're all going to agree on number that. nine Baylor. Ooh, don't know very much about. I got them Baylor. at eight. West Virginia number eight. Texas Tech is still. They lost a lot. I'm going them seven. I don't know much about Texas Tech or TCU. Either one that probably could flip there six and seven, but six TCU. I have K-State at five as a wild card team that could could be four, could be seven. Yep. I don't, as you say, they're weird. And then I've got um, – this is a kind of – Oklahoma State and I, Texas. No, I go Texas oh. four because OSU goes to Texas and goes to Iowa State. Have you ever known of Texas running the – just playing great at home? All They always lose – Games at home. Um, and I was, I'm looking at and hoping Oklahoma State beats Texas on the road. If they do that, I'd say Oklahoma State's third, Iowa State's second, OU number one. I don't sure. think that Texas can beat – I mean, I don't think OSU can beat both Iowa State and Texas on the road. But if I had to flip a coin or whatever, I'd say they could – I think they can beat Texas on yep. the road. They're – we're due to Gundy's beat him. got something. We've him. lost to him twice. Yep. One in overtime and one by two points that we had the games in control the last two years. Yep. And just let it get away from yep. him. Yep. So, Spencer um, Sanders turnovers. And, and <laughs> here Texas has another new coach. You know, the Mac Brown sets in North Carolina and just smiles every night. Y'all know that. Just, he just loves it. You just know, it's just it like up. Nebraska as far as – you have it good for a few years. Everybody's having a good time. There's a little bit of a drop. You don't feel like that's good enough for you, and so you get rid of them. And I get that they hire somebody different. Maybe things are different than they are now, but you got to be careful what you wish for in those. Well, I mean, there's you know, other examples. So, Look at Tennessee. Yep, yep. they did that. Yep. Look at Texas A&M with RC Slocum back. Yep, 
they did. R.T. Slocum was awesome. Oh, hey, so. the, what's the guy that texts his name? Stabansky, uh, the new the, the new D coordinator. The, no, the new head coach. Where at? The, Texas University. Oh, Texas. oh. Uh, Steve Sarkeesian. 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 Yeah, I can't do. Guess what? What has he won? I, and that's what I want to say. Gundy knows Texas better than Sarkeesian knows OSU or knows anybody else, and he's coming from. What's he coming from Alabama saying? He was oh, the, the big the Big Twelve is our little sister. He's fixed to find out that they can play a little bit, and <laughs> I think that he'll. I think he'll get woke did, up the same way Herman did. Did he win out west? Sarkeesian. Nope. Oh, was he at Washington before USC? Yep. He did good. At, he did pretty but good he at Washington. Wasn't there. He wasn't there more than one, he, two was seasons. That's why I couldn't well, remember. Alabama coach so. loved him, and that's why he got his job where he's at, because Alabama coach loved him. I could see a lot of other guys should have got that he job. He got into a little bit of trouble and got yep. into an yep. offensive specialist role yep. and then saving and liked him. And yep. then here to, well, and then, and then Texas went for the next new shiny thing. You know what? They hired Herman because Herman beat OU. Tom Herman should – I mean – Five years ago, people were saying, "Oh my God, Texas is fixing to rule the world." It, it hire a guy, hire a Texas guy every now and then, or do something different. I'm I'm off Texas. I don't. Fitz like Jones them. probably I not doing they, much these I days. I hope they come in fifth in the league, but I'm picking them with fourth. We can't tell you dislike them. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty close to you, Phil. I've got OU and ISU at the top. Even though if Iowa State dropped anywhere down below there, anywhere down to eight or nine, I'd be happy with that. Then where th- you go from there. I think Texas and Oklahoma State are right there behind those two teams and can be in either order. And then I think K-State and TCU, I don't know, maybe you can combine them in that group. But I, I just – Oklahoma State, like I said earlier, Oklahoma State and TCU are the two teams. I just don't know what you're going to get right now. I, I think they could be very, very good, and I think that they could not be very good. And I, I don't – I don't think they're going to be average. I think both teams are going to be good or they're not going to be good. So, but then I've got West Virginia, Baylor, Tech, and KU. So, same bottom four just moved around a little bit. But I mean, West Virginia and Baylor could be flip flop too. I think the only ones I would say I'm pretty confident on are OU and probably Iowa State and then Tech and KU on the bottom. I think the rest of them are, as usual with the Big 12, are just going to be all scrambled up. So, yeah. Joel, anything uh, out of the ordinary there? pretty similar. You know, for my school, the Pokes, it would not surprise me if we were second or fifth. Right. But obviously I'm an optimist, so before I go through my 10, Oklahoma State's second. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. And you know what we said earlier. I don't think Who's the last game of the year? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's going to come down to Iowa State. Oklahoma plays Iowa State and OSU as their last two games. You lose back-to-back games, it might be Iowa State and OSU in the in the yeah. championship game. I don't I don't think I, Oklahoma State being second is that far off. I, I think don't if we can go win on the road at Boise State, we might be off to the races to a good season. But we'll see. I got OU at the top. I got Oklahoma State second. I got Iowa State third. I got TCU fourth. I got K-State fifth. And I got Texas sixth. I just – We'll see what they can do. You um, you think of it the same way. You bring in a new coach who thinks he knows your conference. I don't think he knows it as well as what they think not. he knows. It. He no. does not. Yeah. Then I got West Virginia Tech, Baylor, and KU rounding it out. Yep. I we don't. are pretty confident on one thing. KU will finish last. <laughs> 
I'll yeah. even put money on that. Yeah. <laughs> I think I saw, I don't remember if I saw the over under on season wins or conference wins at one. I was listening to uh, Stanford Stephen Bear last week on my way back from Oklahoma. I don't and they were taking the under win. on that. So I don't yeah. think there's a conference win in them. <laughs> I hope for their fans' sake you can beat Duke maybe and, and, and beat uh, South Dakota. And outside of that, I don't see how they can win any other games. All right. Well, let's move on to the uh, bashing of Phil Heath here and talk about some realignment. Well, <laughs> um, let me start by not, saying I, this. You know what? I think we would have bashed me more two weeks ago. I would agree with that. I've calmed down a little bit. I'll just say this. I hope Chris Kleiman's happy because he finally made OU quit after beating him for the last two seasons. <laughs> They're just leaving the conference now. So. You know what I see the Big 12 as the uh, – Five stages. This is what we've gone through. We've gone through denial, which I did. I, I said there's no way Oklahoma would ever leave. And for me, I thought, oh, you would never leave Oklahoma State as a part. That, that was the one that I thought. So that's number one, denial. The five stages of this. Number two is anger. Then when you find out they did it, you're pissed off. Then I saw the Big 12 went to bargaining and saying, hey, we'll give them a little more of a cut. <laughs> You'll stay with us. Once that didn't work, and we said, oh, nope, they've signed with them. We went into depression, and now we're into acceptance. So here, let's go with the acceptance. Yeah. What are <laughs> we're we going to skip do through next? the top four. Yeah, go, I, what are we going to do next with the uh, – but I do think that's kind of a lot of truth to those five things. I would agree. Because I think as a person, even when people told me first, I said, David Bourne said we would never leave Oklahoma State. Man, that's, he's a ex-governor of Oklahoma, ex-senator of Oklahoma, president of Oklahoma University. I think for years he always said we will never leave. You know, so now we have a new president. I think it. Things I think change. it depends on the teams that you root for, and unfortunately for you, you have a couple of the ones that are going to be pissed at OU. Um, I think if you, you know the initial discussion was KU and Iowa State were going to go to the Big Ten, um, which if I was KU or Iowa State, I probably wouldn't have a problem with that. I mean, we all like the Big Twelve. We like the old Big Eight rivalries. I get that. But OU and Texas are gone. That's done. So I I don't if I was fans of their teams, I wouldn't have a problem going to the Big Ten. And then you got, you know, some going of the to teams. the SEC. What's that? You don't have a problem with no, going to the SEC. With, with KU and Iowa oh, State going State. if I was no, a I, KU I or an Iowa State fan, I, I wouldn't have a problem with that. Um, at the time I think Oklahoma State, um, I think I don't know. I mean it's been all over the place, but a lot of them were going to the Pac twelve, which Says now that they're not accepting right, but, at this time. But you've got K-State. If, this is why I was pissed off, because as a K-State fan, we were the ones that were sitting there going, nobody wants us. And so yeah. we're going to be in the American Athletic Conference. And so that was that's why I was upset. I think it depends on the, on the team you root for and where you, at that time, where the rumors were that you were going to end right. up. That that was a bad move for, from K State standpoint. So it caught if me totally off guard because they had the discussion of expanding the college football playoffs to twelve teams, and right. And in my mind, I was thinking, okay, if we're expand, expanding to twelve teams, then it protects our conferences. Yep. Because there's enough for the second, third place teams if they're talented enough to make the right. playoffs. So. I thought that was discussion that would protect the Power Five conferences, but I was wrong. You know what's the, my, one of my things that there's a lot of behind closed doors meetings and things like that, but when they were in these discussions to, to expand to 12 teams, the SEC conference president 
or whoever, you know, the leader of the SEC, was sitting in these meetings trying to make up these rules of having 12 teams in, knowing that Oklahoma and Texas was leaving the Big 12. Mm -hmm. That's where I think that guy should have recused himself from those discussions. So that was a little bit behind the – that's the only thing that I look at. Well, that's kind of behind the – And we all know that – Dirty pool in a way. A few years ago when we were – when the Big 12 was talking about adding teams and chose not to do it. Right. Who was number one on that list and not wanting us to do that? The University of Texas. Yep. Because of the contracts they had in play. So my – you what don't. Are they, what are they going to do with the Longhorn Network now? It's it'll be it's uh, gone. Yeah. ESPN yep. they'll take all that, so, and they're okay with the that. SEC. So, yeah. But that's my thing is, you know, they were talking about the Longhorn Network, some of the TV contracts and stuff. They were the ones that were right behind and not wanting. They didn't want Houston in the Big Twelve. No, they don't want another Texas school in the Big Twelve. No, but they want to keep TCU the contract they have. Texas Tech. They don't want. So they keep us Houston from expanding. And then a year later, a year and a half later, start talking behind their back to leave to go to the SEC. That's that's the one that really pissed me off. So what do you guys think the best option for the eight remaining teams is today? What do you think, Joel? Best best option? I wish there was one. I think it's splintered from here. I think that over the next two seasons, you're going to find teams finding other homes. Um, you don't think that the Big 12 will – Go out and try to raid a Cincinnati. Uh, I think to back go back, uh, but I, I know that I don't think that the other three teams in Texas want Houston because you don't bring somebody in that's going to immediately become bigger and better than you, and they would immediately be better than Texas Tech, uh, Baylor, or TCU. And you bring them to the big boy table, they'll all of a sudden bury you. They got the bigger market, the bigger TV market, the the money, the guy that owns the Houston Rockets, I think just kind of goes. What do you need? Yeah, what do you need? You got yeah. it. Well, here, here's my thing with, with, uh, in my opinion, and this has come from a K-State fan, my hope is that the eight teams stay together. We bring in four good teams. I think the linchpin in all of that is is BYU because of their span and, and their fan base is actually, I mean, it's pretty spread out over the course of the United States, similar to Notre Dame where it's just, it seems like they're all over. Um my thing is, if, if and I know that the playoffs are going to expand at some point. They're not going to continue to keep it where it's at. But to me, the road to the playoffs just got significantly easier for either one of our teams if the Big 12, after adding teams, can stay as a power conference and get those automatic you know, berths some to... Are, BYU would be at the top of the list. Yep. You could go out east, southeast, pick up Central Florida. You could pick up Cincinnati. And maybe go out a little closer down to the Miami area and pick up South Florida. Yep, yep. Those are big market teams, and would we we passed on Louisville when we could have gotten them, um, but I don't think that couldn't work. I just kind of think that we're not as organized, and we're going to panic as a conference, and people will splinter. Yep. Well, that's whenever I was reading all the articles today from other schools around Texas Tech, which. Literally, without the Big 12 and, you know, Texas Tech's old Southwest Conference, if the Big 12 hadn't divided them, they would be playing with Colorado State and Utah and mm-hmm. like that right now. They've been fortunate that the Big 12 brought them along as Which part of the Mountain West was year, a few years ago when they were talking about things happening. I mean, that's K-State's. That's yep. where we were going was Mountain West. Yep. And you, you, you weren't going to have the money. If, I mean, right. Texas Tech has – Made a lot of money off of the Big 12 oh, yeah. that they would have never made before. So their thing was, 
let's just be patient. Let's get the uh, BYU's what they they were saying. The University of Central Florida, the Cincinnati, Boise State, Memphis. They don't want Houston, just like all the rest of them in Texas don't want Houston because it takes away from their Texas recruiting or whatever and brings them to the big boy table. But I went around and looked at all the other conferences, and you go the AAC with 11 teams. There's only two teams that you'd even consider, UCF and Houston. Uh, yeah. The rest of the teams you wouldn't want. I mean, you wouldn't bring them in. With, you'd be elevating their status or whatever. Uh, the Conference USA has basically no one you want. The Mountain West. Unless it's UNLV, maybe. No. I don't know. Well, I'd like to because I'd like to go to Vegas maybe and watch them Boise play once a year. State, maybe. I no. don't know. But, but uh, outside of that, you don't want any of those people. And in the Sun Belt, there's not a team yeah. in the Sun no, Belt I think, I think you've got – I think Central Florida has to be involved in this uh, just because, I mean, that's yep. – outside of a couple of schools, I think Texas and Ohio State, that's the biggest university in the country. I think you've got it have that central Florida piece. I think BYU has to be involved in it. And I think the other two, I mean, South Florida is a good fit. I think Cincinnati, if you're Houston. doing central Florida, Louisville, I think Cincinnati, I mean, there's, there's options. Yeah. They're not, OU or Texas, but to be, to be able to stay together. And like I said before, I think the road got easier from a college football playoff standpoint. If, yes, if you keep that together on the flip side of that, what's interesting to me is OU and Texas, for example, I mean, OU, I mean, let's face it, not that they haven't been good, but they're they've won the Big Twelve how many years in a row now? I mean, who knows? Yeah, six. And so they get they're 14. getting that, that berth every year, yeah. or pretty yeah. much. Yeah. And that's that just got way more difficult for them. I mean, I know they're getting more money and that's great. Well, they but, don't mind if it's expanded to twelve teams though. Well, correct. I if, mean, second yeah. or third in the SEC right. and you still might get You're the playoffs. In. Yep. Probably yeah. maybe four some seasons. So. If they go to this Power Four conference that people are talking about with just four major conferences, I was reading an article today that said even um, what if the SEC was to reach out? Because what is Clemson in the ACC? Almost the only team they have, yeah. basically. So they said, what if, what if the SEC goes and says, hey, Clemson, why don't you come over and join the party? Then what happens to the ACC then? You're taking away their big dog. Um the, the the rest of the country, there's 41 other schools out there that are all saying, we've got to do something right or the SEC is going to take this whole darn thing over. But let's face it, it it's, <clears throat> it's 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 really comes down to, in my opinion, one thing, money yep. oh, yeah. versus tradition. Yep. And it's obvious and clear that every tradition that we as fans have has gone out of the window in any discussion. The SEC, they're projecting – in three to five years, when OU in Texas is there, is going to have revenue of $1.3 billion. $1.3 billion is equal to the NCAA total revenue. Right. Yep. So they're putting together a money business that, unfortunately, people like us fall aside with the traditions that yeah. we enjoy. Yep. yep. No, you're... You know, the, even the SEC has busted up some of their own great traditions. You know, remember, it's always a – Thanksgiving game was Arkansas LSU made a big deal out of it. One year they Arkansas would go down and play in Little Rock, and then you know they great tradition. Well, they took it away because they said it wasn't a good enough draw and started because they had, Arkansas doesn't get a lot of respect in the SEC, and they made their pretend like rival Missouri. Arkansas and Missouri aren't rivals, no. but that's what they're going to do. They're right. going to go through here and they're going to hopefully they leave OU, hopefully they're smart enough to these. leave OU Texas alone. Surely they're yeah. smart enough to know that. But they they're going to have to manufacture other yeah. – like all of a sudden we're supposed to be 
anti-Arkansas or something. You just you can't you can't take away traditions like you're saying and, yeah. and not only lose football. Them. Think of every single sport. Yeah, every sport. Yeah. Every sport. Yeah. Well, did you see the? I'm assuming you probably saw the pictures from the UCLA game this Saturday of the attendance at at that game against Hawaii. No, I mean there was no one. I didn't see the number. I mean that stadium was completely empty. What's interesting to me is I think the Pac-12 has an opportunity because eventually they're going to expand. They have to. They're not going to keep it where they are. Every two years we talk about this. At some point they've got to pull the trigger and do it. I would think this is probably a pretty good time for them to get some pretty decent teams if they wanted to do it. Yep. Then last week they just came out and said, oh, we're not interested in expanding. At I, this time. I was looking at this. what they said. Right. And there's so no right. signed documents with right. these yeah. conversations. Right. Because – You've got these teams sitting here, and, I mean, I don't want to say they're taking offers from conferences, but the teams at this point probably do have a little bit of an upper hand. But I don't know. I, I think the Pac-12 is stupid right now for not at least in you know giving it an opportunity, which maybe they are, and that's just a PR statement, oh, I guess. Oh, it has but, to be. Every one of them has got to be thinking about what's where's the dominoes going to fall next because people aren't going to stay set. I mean, West Virginia article I read was saying – they they feel like they're set up pretty good to go to the ACC yep. or the in the other some other conference out there they're they're set up decent. They would uh, fit into the Big Ten or the ACC. Yeah, yeah. So they're they're in a decent. I'm shape. afraid KU is going to be the one. To your point, somebody's going to get nervous and bail, and it's going to make the whole thing fall through. I think that's going to be KU. That's where the Texas Tech article says fragile. let's be patient. Right. Football. Right. Yeah. If 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 they got an offer from the Big Ten today, I guarantee they'd jump at it. Yep. Yeah. They're gone. And when so. they do, then you take Iowa State with you. Right. And you're, yeah. Because they're going to want to keep the conferences. The problem with the, I look at the, the way that the expansion of the Big 12 has went, and, you know, we lost – look at all the teams we lost in the old Big 8 when we used to have Colorado and Nebraska and, of course, Missouri. And the Big 12, I think, has done a poor job of doing expansion already when everybody else has. When you have 14 teams in the Big 10, you got – 14 teams in the SEC now to 16. 14 teams in the ACC, and we chose to set at 10 all this time. Sometimes they shot themselves in the foot yeah. in some ways by not being when more we proactive. Added, when we added West Virginia, um, David Boren had the deal closed with Louisville coming too, and we didn't do it. Yep. yep. No, I mean, I don't – Well, I don't. the Houston – you know, the Houston guy that we was talking about just a minute ago, I can't remember his name. He owns the Houston Rockets yeah. and everything. He said that, you know, they were talking to them about expansion and bringing Houston in, and he said he went to the meeting, and the three college presidents in the Big 12 that were supposed to be there, they sent their assistants, and he said, it's a sham. They're not doing anything. Because they weren't, they're not going to send to meet with a billionaire, three assistants. And so he walked out and blasted the Big 12 at the time. Sam Bowlesby was clueless and everything else. Well, he is. And that, they, we, that should have already been done. Bob Bowlesby should not be the commissioner of the Big 12 at this point. He came out on Big 12 Media Days, and his exact quote was, our group is closer today than we have ever been in my tenure. The two dude is later. absolutely clueless. Two days later. Now, I will, granted, OU and Texas obviously kept this well under wraps. I mean, nobody saw this coming. But uh, I'm like, you're com the commissioner. This is your job. This comes up every two or three years. You know we're about to have something again where we're going to be talking about this. This is your job to know where these teams are and make sure this conference stays solid. Well, then they went and hired oh, uh, uh, Oliver Luck, uh, the old athletic director at West Virginia, as a special consultant now for the Big 12 to try to help them get through this. 
they know that he the Bullsby's an idiot. Why is he still on the payroll? Got an answer? Anybody got an answer? <laughs> Silence. I don't know. It's 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 um, you know, in Oklahoma was really pushing for these get away from some of these eleven o'clock games, and they were really pushing for the Nebraska. You know, we don't want the Nebraska game to be an eleven o'clock game. This is a it's, you know, in 71, it was the game of the century. It's the 50th year reunion of what do they call the game of the century, whatever. So they wanted to kind of make it a whole day of, you know, not a lot. And so instead of Big 12 and Bowlesby standing behind them, he says, well, that's the contract we signed. You'll, we'll just have to renegotiate it next time. He's done in 25 when the Big 12's contract ends anyway, if he even makes it to 25. He should not be. Which that's another thing I want to ask you guys. Do you guys think this thing will hang on till twenty twenty five? No. I think they'll I mean, I think this is all about exit fees at this point and what OU and Texas are gonna be paying to get out of the contracts. Or ESPN. Because OU somebody. and Texas are not going to pay the full amount. We all know that. So there's gonna be some sort of a negotiation once that Big Twelve knows the money that they're that's coming to them and that's all figured out. Then oh you I mean there's people are talking about OU and Texas staying till twenty twenty five. I don't think they'll That's be playing happening. next year in the big I, I kinda don't either. And so I, the one of the another one of the articles I read was it said something about if it sticks around much longer than that, it will just be like like I said this year, I think it will be really ugly at you know, fans. And every fan is it is what it is. I think it'll be OU getting ripped everywhere they go. Our fans getting ripped that go on road games with our yep. with our teams. Uh, it will be no fun this year. You'll just you'll be abused everywhere, and yep. Texas will get the same thing. Well, thank God. Kevin and I will be doing it. Yeah, I just here here's my question to you two. I I, I want you guys to answer the answer this honestly. There is a lot of K State people listen to this, and you're probably going to piss off half of them. I get that, but. My question to you is this, because I, I have my purple tinted glasses on, so I can't see this. Why is, in your opinion, why is K-State's perception so bad? So we talked about a few years ago, we were going to end up in the Mountain West. I truly yeah. believe that had Iowa State and KU went to the Big Ten right after OU and Texas announced, and then you've got Oklahoma State. I think there was discussions about T. I know Tech, maybe TCU, some going to the Pac-12. And Baylor was going to be one of those that were kind of the outside looking in because of their religion, and yep. some conferences don't like that. But K-State was going to be the one that was going to be out Left there out in the because they apparently have nothing for schools to market. And I say this in the fact that you look at football, for example, and I know – up until Bill Snyder, I mean, we all know how bad they were. All that you're going to answer your own question here, aren't you? No, I'm not. I'm, I'm curious. <laughs> to, I'm, I'm like, I'm telling you, Joel said it a minute ago. Money comes down to money and tradition, and I can't. And the tradition of of what what did we grow up thinking? I mean, you were at the age that we're the people that are going to probably spend the most money. At what did you grow up as thinking of K State? Oh, what, win. It, that's what every year. And, right. and that Hang time half, they were. But it, I mean, it has, it's but, changed. But on the field, they're very good and respectable now. So yep. it's a different ball game. But yep. but every, I still think that's national perception, though, is that's where they're so. not going to be a national thought of uh, – they don't have these big traditional so, games. But I, but I think it still that, comes down to money. And I can't find – I tried to look on my phone real quick. There is a revenue pure, per – view or per click per team in every school 
Okay. And Oklahoma State, OU, Texas. I think Oklahoma State is third in the Big 12. And I can't remember where K-State falls on that. But We'll have to link to that. If you can find that after the podcast, we'll link to that and put it on our Facebook page. I'd be interested to see that because I, I, I was looking at 2020 individual football game ratings. So of the games that did not involve Oklahoma or Texas, K-State had three of the top five games in, in, in butts watching the games yeah. outside of OU and Texas in 2020. Probably got a 6 o'clock game. So, and then <laughs> there was a study like in 2018, 2019, something like that, that Wall Street Journal did on the value of football programs in the Big 12. I mean, they did them in everywhere, but obviously yeah. I'm concerned about the Big 12. And K-State was, had the third highest value, according to them, behind Texas and OU. Texas was one, OU was seven, K-State was 29. Oklahoma State was right behind them at 30. Well, you look at, that's looking at... What now? Total revenue. That that's just they're putting a value on. Okay. On I mean, I, there's a lot of metrics. My my point with all of that is, I I think I don't know. My perception as a K State fan is, I I always thought Oklahoma State was very similar to K State. I mean, I think Oklahoma State's a little bit bigger enrollment, but size wise, they're pretty close. Within a thousand or so students of each other, you go down to Stillwater. Like the campus, the people, everything seems very similar to me, like K State, and I would put Iowa State in there as well. I think Iowa State's very similar to K State when I've been there and, and traveled there and, and all that. But it just I just don't understand why I guess K State, and I know we don't we don't have a law school, we don't have a medical school, those that, sort of things. That is so. actually something that hurts, I think, too. Don't you? you? Don't have a law school? You don't have a medical school? That's yeah. where you go to Oklahoma, and I can go to Boston a right. few weeks ago. I can go to an OU bar. I can go to New York, yep. go to New York bar. Those, But those are guys that are probably moved off because yep. their degrees took them. Oklahoma State and K-State degrees are going to keep you pretty regional here, right. you know, for the most part. Right. Um, and that's part of it. The, another thing, really, who, who do you look at as a K-State guy? Who is your number one rival? KU. That's what hurts, too. That does hurt. What, what I mean yeah. – that is why Nebraska was so much better yeah. for you. Than oh, absolutely. Your, yep. your number one rival is not really even a rival. I mean, basketball season is a lot of fun, but yep. the revenue comes from football. So, I mean, you need a rival. That's the. But why have a we rival if you we go to different been conferences? Much of a rival to OU, <laughs> I mean, you can say OU and Oklahoma State are rivals. I know it's not Texas, but you know, but they're in different conferences. KU and Missouri had a huge rivalry. Yep. That rivalry didn't mean shit to anybody because they're in different conferences mm-hmm. now. When we were talking about the traditions are gone by the wayside. Right. This is all about money. So now I you're going to have created. Create. They're going to create. The television is going to create. Your rivalry. Well, we've kind of tried to create a, a Iowa State rivalry when we were doing the Farmageddon yeah. thing, and yeah. when after, because to your point, KU, I mean, that's not a rival in football. And once Nebraska left, we had to do something. Yeah. So you're trying to artificially make these rivalries. Like I, Nebraska was trying to do one with Iowa and one with Minnesota, and you can't just manufacture these things, you know. But anyway, I was just curious. I don't. I always thought Oklahoma State, K State, could should be a better rivalry than they are, but it's not really that deep. Problem with my problem rivalry. is is I I enjoy Oklahoma State and I root for Oklahoma State when they're not playing yeah. K State. I genuinely like the school. I like the people. I root for them. So, until recently, with some of the fans on Twitter and stuff with Iowa State, it was the same way with Iowa State. I was born in Iowa when I was a kid. I enjoyed watching Iowa and Iowa State play, but I hate KU. 
That's my rival. <laughs> I can't. The only time in my life I may ever root for KU is this year when they play OU in Texas in football. <laughs> so, oh, that'll be a tough one for you. Well, I hope that the Big Twelve finds four more teams and they stick together. Um, I'm not optimistic it happens, but that would be the the perfect ending to this nightmare, in my opinion. Yep. It's you know what it's it's a thirty year realignment. I mean, you you start looking back all the way to the old Southwest Conference and the way they've still it's, this realignment stuff's just been going on and going on, and then the SEC's kind of taking control of college football. And maybe it's not good for college football. It's great for the SEC, but it's not good for everybody else. So you, other people's going to have to get good again. Do you remember whenever OU got their butts kicked out in by USC and USC mm-hmm. and Pete Carroll was just rolling, and you think. How they are anybody ever going to beat a California team? Well, it's switched. But they need that again. We need the California teams to get better. We need the yeah. – you know, Ohio State's always been good. Yeah. But just need, need other parts of the Nick country to good. We need to retire. Yeah. 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 So, one question for you guys. Do you guys – and I don't I – don't, I've seen both sides of the argument, so I don't know the answer to this. I know what I think. But So, do you think ESPN was behind this the entire time? Well, that's where the money comes from. I'm sure they are, 100%. So, you know, OU in Texas didn't seek out the SEC. ESPN sought out OU in Texas to join the SEC and, and I'm sure brokered that. I'm sure it was a mixture that. of all of it. That's a big race for Oklahoma. It's a $22 million raise. Well, now I can't support best. ESPN anymore. <laughs> I that's quit them a, a long one. time yeah. ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a, that's a hard one. I They're idiots there, but I, you can't. So well, They control. Yeah. Uh, they ought to all go back and kiss Chris Berman's butt. He brought back, 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 back. Go to be McDowell again. Well, I thought it was funny. Young again, McDowell. One maybe other. he made the station, and it is what oh, it yeah. is now. Now it's a behemoth, yeah. and yeah. Disney owned them. They just print money. Yeah, and you're they Although do. They, they ran control. into Financial Times too. You yeah. don't see the yep. big name announcers anymore no. right, because right. of these TV deals. Yeah. Well, one other stat I thought was interesting that I saw was um, one of the first articles I read after this all came out was Texas had stated that they had not been happy with their home conference football schedule. Their fans don't get excited about Kansas and Kansas State. (laughs) You think they're getting excited about Kentucky or Vanderbilt coming to Austin? What's funny is when they made that comment, this is the stat, I didn't realize this as I was looking at this, the last KU game when they played in Austin was 50 to 48. So KU almost got them. Uh-huh. And then the last K State, last two games we played in Austin, um, we had a three point game and a two overtime game. I would say those are pretty exciting games to go watch. Yeah. So, but it's know. outside of this, what we're just talking about perception. Yeah. Their fans don't think of it as. So a apparently we need to market day. better. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yep. Okay, well, hey, that's a little over an hour. Not not as long as I thought we'd be. Any any parting words, Phil, before we go? No, maybe we'll talk next time a little bit of baseball. My Yankees just won 13 games in a row, the most in my lifetime. I was born in 1970. Last time they had a 13-game winning streak was 1961. The Mick was still playing. It, it's rare. So it's uh, hard to believe that it's, uh, it took that many years. You think of all the teams, and they think, how tough is it to win 13 games in a row? It must be awful damn tough because yeah, there's some pretty good teams in, over the last uh, 50, 60 years that's not done it. What was funny was Phil posted a comment on his personal Facebook page, something about 12, 12 in a row, row, and I think it was on like a Friday if yeah. I remember right. 
I included was one of those that read that going, what in the hell is he talking about? 12 in a row. Is that 12 beers in a row? Oh, is no, no. My, my Aunt Virginia wrote below it, what in the world are you talking yeah. about? And my good buddy Mark McDaniel wrote, that's 12 beers in a row, Aunt Virginia, on the boat. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, congratulations on that. Yeah, well, now and then we lost two straight. But, but that's it's – it's, um, it's hard for me to believe that in baseball that it's that tough. When they played Atlanta Braves last week, both of them were 9-0, and and they said that was the first time two 9-0 and teams in big league baseball have met since 1901. Wow. So that gives you an idea how hmm. tough it is to win nine in a row. You know, we were talking about numbers. I had this on here. I didn't mention it. This, was, this number was just astronomical to me. So we didn't do an, uh, a podcast right after the whole Field of Dreams game. Right. That they That's the last did, which game was we had awesome. lost. Yep. But – this was the tweet I saw. It said, how big is the NFL? Major League Baseball spent over $5 million to build an 8,000-person stadium in the middle of a cornfield in Iowa to honor a 30-year-old movie and received 6 million viewers. The largest regular season game in 16 years. Yep. That's only one-third of the size of an average NFL regular season game. That's, that's the truth. That is crazy how big well, the NFL you know is. football rules. Yeah. And it's a funny thing to me to look at football contracts. And um, you, you watch your guys. I, I don't know how much money this kid from Oklahoma State is going to make that's going to be a rookie, but he, it, playing basketball. Cade Cunningham. He'll make more money than any football player ever made. Yeah. I look at it now. Trey Young with Atlanta makes triple what Baker Mayfield makes. Yep. Yep. So I'm, I'm always amazed that as much revenue as the mm-hmm. – NFL has the NBA still way outpays yeah. their players, and compared to baseball, I say baseball too. Contracts, yeah. the football contracts are Just not terrible. guaranteed. No, it's way so more player, dangerous. The, the, if the players were to sit down and say, "Let's end this," yeah, because there's lots of money. Yeah, that we're I mean, not making. yeah, I'd, that's why Jerry Jones got a yacht, 250 foot long yeah. yacht. Uh, you ever seen his yacht? Yeah, it's about it matches his. Stadium. But it, but it also tells you that. <laughs> You know, if there wasn't a salary cap in the NFL right now, how ridiculous that would be. Yeah. Because they would be making that money, and there would be two oh, teams. Oh, Mahomes would be worth a billion so, dollars by himself. That's crazy. So, all right. Anything else, Phil, before yeah, we go? Nope, that's good. Joel, how's the hospital yep. treating you? Everybody's good down there? Just fighting the good fight. Have uh, some great employees. Very thankful for them. Yep. They've had a yeah. tough couple of years, like <laughs> I would expect. About the worst, toughest couple of years that could happen well it's like uh just like we were talking about with all the expert well we were talking off the mic i guess about the tennis thing um and and how many tennis experts we have in town all of a sudden i bet there's a lot of people that think they know how to run a hospital and how you guys get funding and everything that on that too that you got to deal with for all this stuff <laughs> that's true it's true. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. He's yep. being politically correct. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> All right. Well, I appreciate everybody listening, and thanks, Joel, for joining us, and we'll have him back again sometime soon, and we'll be back in a couple weeks. Thank you for listening to the Kevin and Philip Project Podcast. If you would like more information about our podcast, guests, and to join in on the discussion, please visit our Facebook page www.facebook.com slash Kevin Phillip Project. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to our podcast and tell your friends about us.